It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Hey, beautiful women. This is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to The Bravehearted Woman. This is a podcast designed to help you find your brave so you can live out your beautiful vision. I have been working with women for years, and now I want to help you too. I'm here to awaken the brave heart inside of you so you can ignite the flame of your vision, you can reach your goals, and achieve your dreams. Come on, let's get brave. So our last time together with all you beautiful brave hearts, we talked about the power of habit. And this week we're going to talk about how to break habits. Those habits that don't serve you well, the ones that are holding you back, keeping you stuck, maybe even counterproductive to where you say, this is where I want to go. And yet there's sabotaging behavior through habits. So we're going to look at that today. They say it's three weeks to make or break a habit. Hmm, really? Well, realistically, experts believe it takes about 10 weeks. It's about two or three months, really, or sometimes even more to break an unwanted habit. So of course, some habits may take more or less because of the, maybe the addictive nature of it. For example, if it's you want to stop smoking or you want to stop eating certain foods, sugar, or you want to stop drinking, those kinds of things take more time and more intentionality. But the amount of time it takes to break a habit depends on several things. So those things include like, how long have you had this habit? Something that you've been doing since you were a child, perhaps, that's ingrained. That's going to take a while. It didn't get there overnight. It's not going to go away overnight. But don't be discouraged. You can change and you can break bad habits. Or an emotional, physical, or social need around the habit. That the, the habit is fulfilling something. And so those are going to take a little bit longer because you're going to have to do some work. You have to identify what what am I getting from this habit? For example, if your habit is blame blaming or making excuses, you're you've got an emotional addiction to that because you're getting out of trouble. It's giving you a reward. It's it's helping you not feel like a failure. You have excuses. That is a habit, but you can break it. But you're going to have to do some work around that. Like, how am I going to feel emotionally 
safe if I have to admit that this is my fault? Well, I want to tell you, first of all, and I love, I think it's Jack Canfield. I tell you about books all the time. You can listen to my podcast on a regular basis, so you can be getting lots of information about great books. But the steps to succeed or how to really succeed it starts with taking 100% responsibility for your life. And you know that. We've talked about that. So if you're blaming someone or if you're making excuses, you're not taking 100% responsibility. And therefore, you can't really have a victorious, full-on, powerful life because you're taking shortcuts and that's a habit. Uh, habits might take time to break when you have support. If you're doing it all by yourself and you don't have to do it alone, but if you are, it might take a little bit longer. If you need help breaking the habit, you can get through it faster if someone's holding you accountable. Or maybe it will take a while if the physical or emotional reward that the habit provides. We talked about that, you know, if it's if there's a really powerful reward that you get from it. Like I know for for some of us who struggle, maybe something we get stressed out and we go to our comfort food. You know that's a habit. But man, doesn't it give you that reward? You feel so comforted. You feel so understood because nobody understands you like those French fries. Nobody gets what you're going through like that ice cream. So you're gonna have to have a little bit of hope there if this habit provides a lot of reward chemically and physically, you know, emotionally. So those things can take time. But let's give you some pointers on how to break habits. The first one is observe. Just observe. Be mindful about the habit, of course, that you want to break and observe some of the very things that we just talked about. Observe how you're getting rewarded from the habit. Observe, when do I wanna do this or when do I wanna act out? What am I feeling? Am I trying to cover an emotion when I use this habit? Or is there something that triggers me? Is this habit anchored into another one? Like I always have pancakes in the morning when I have my coffee, but if I'm trying to break my addiction to carbs, I'm gonna have to replace that. But observe, be mindful around this habit and what you're feeling, what's going on in the environment. You know, like Pavlov's dogs, remember? The bell would ring and they'd start to salivate because they knew that meant that a treat was coming. Be aware of your thoughts and your feelings and the things that you've developed around the habit because this practice involves observing the, the impulses that relate to your habit. And don't judge yourself and don't react to them. Just be aware of them. Just be mindful because as you become more aware and more mindful of the routine behaviors that surround your habit or the, even the triggers that lead to them, you'll find it easier to consider other options and avoid some of these cues that, you, that you're getting. And then you don't have to act out the urge just like an animal, like a, you know, like Pavlov's dogs. Like I heard the bell, I automatically salivate. Well, no, I can do something else. It's going to take time, but I can. That's the second one, replace. So you might have an easier time breaking a habit if you want to replace it with something. So not just, if I said right now to you, hey, whatever you do, don't think about a pink elephant. Whatever you do, I don't want you to see that pink elephant. Maybe that pink elephant wearing a tutu and ballet slippers. Do not picture that. Okay, so what did you just do, right? We all did. Even me as I was saying it, we all pictured that elephant because it's really difficult 
to get something out of your thoughts or your mind if you're just trying to push it out versus putting something else in. So if you want to break an unwanted behavior or a habit, how about replacing it with a new behavior? For example, I might reach when I open the refrigerator for a snack, I might go for, normally I would go for the whipped cream and and maybe some berries, and this time maybe I choose yogurt instead of whipped cream, or instead of the candy, I'm going to reach for maybe an apple with a little bit of peanut butter on it, or some dried fruit and nuts. So I'm going to still do the behavior, but I'm going to not, I'm going to break it by replacing it. And eventually then I might change it all together. I'm not going to go to the refrigerator for my snack. I'm going to go over here to a Tupperware bowl that I have that's filled with some good things. Or I'm not going to have that snack at night. Instead, I'm going to drink a glass of water and I'm going to have a, a cup of tea, maybe a nice warm herbal tea. So I'm going to replace the behavior but I'm going to also try to replace the things around the behavior, the time that I do things, the place that I go for it. And eventually after you see the rewards from the new habit, like maybe more energy and less cravings of sugar, you're, you're going to have a not just the behavior changing, but you're going to have so much motivation around it because the rewards are outweighing the old habit, the new habit is giving you more joy and more pleasure. Remind, number three, remind. You might forget that you're changing behaviors and automatically do it because we know 40% of everything that we do is on autopilot. It's just automatic. And so use sticky notes, colorful sticky notes, write yourself post-it notes, put it on the refrigerator, put them on your mirror, put them on the places that you would see them, any visual reminder that you can think of that would be where you would where you would execute this habit or this behavior and something that triggers you. I wrote on my wrist, I took an ink pen the other day and I just wrote choose life because I wanted to make better choices about some food that I was eating. And I know that some food gives life to your body and another food that processed food, it's just death. It's just poison. So I just wrote that on my my wrist for the day and I just kept seeing it throughout the day. And when I was seeing it throughout the day, it was shooting neurons through my brain. And I was saying, yes, choose life. I'm choosing life. I'm reinforcing that pattern, that behavior, that desire, that thought. And then I started anchoring it with my water bottle, choose life and reach for my drink. So I was developing kind of a cause and effect type of behavior that would help anchor in that new habit. And then also remind yourself, why do I want to change this behavior? Why is it important that I do? What about it? Why should I change it? Like Simon Sinek says in his book, start with why. Why do you want to change this behavior? What about it? Why is it harming you? Why is it stalling you or sabotaging you? So that's important to recognize that. But then why, if I remove it, what do I get? If I remove this behavior, I get to fit into that dress that I want to. I get to do that marathon that I want to. If I remove this behavior, I get to have clean air going into my lungs at all times. And I get quit having sugar crashes. And my I can control diabetes if I quit this habit. 
My relationships will be better and stronger. So remind yourself what's in it for you. Why are you creating a new and a healthier habit? Number four, prepare. So how many know that relapse happens? It's always part of recovery or breaking a habit. I want you to be really gentle with yourself if you're trying to break a habit and you relapse. But be gentle to you. Be compassionate to yourself. Think about the all the progress that you did make. Don't beat yourself up for the one day or the one time that you didn't do it. But prepare for this. Be ready for the urge to repeat itself. You're going to want to act out in this habit. It's not going to go away overnight. We said that. So preempt that urge by having substitutes present or by you have removed the temptation. It's not somewhere you haven't hidden a pack of cigarettes under the bed or put cookies in the pantry where only you know where they are. You don't have that phone number of that relationship logged into your phone anymore. You've removed that toxicity. You, you've, you've torn up the magazine that you shouldn't be looking at. You have your journal close by and ready to write in. You have a phone a friend lifeline ready. Maybe you've shared with a friend and they're going to hold you accountable and they've given you permission to call them instead. And before you act out, you're going to give your friend a phone call and you have uh, somebody who can help you walk you off the ledge and move you out. Just remember, ride that wave of temptation. It is going to pass. It's not going to be there forever, but prepare for it. And then remember to change your physiology, by the way, when part of your preparation when the mood comes or when the urge comes to act out or go into this old behavior, move your body. Remember that you have options. I mean, you can jump up and down and start doing some jumping jacks. You can take a walk. You can, like I said, you can phone a friend. You can do some push-ups. You can go get some crayons and do some adult coloring. You can drink a glass of water. You can turn on some music and dance. You can do a lot of things. So prepare for a relapse by being ready. And here's the things that I'm going to do when I start to feel the urge. And then number five, plan. Plan your new habit process by starting small. Okay, bite-sized, we know this one, bite-sized achievable goals that give you immediate satisfaction and make you feel like a winner right away. Instead of a loser, you don't feel defeated. You can grow the habit more and more, but once the habit and becomes automatic here in a couple months, but start small because you want that immediate gratification. You want that sense of victory, and that you did this thing and that, yes, you're winning. So don't defeat yourself before you even begin by having some crazy new habit that's really not reasonable or achievable. It, it would take a lot. It's not sustainable. Break it down. Make sure that it's just bite-sized, it's achievable, and that you you can do it. And you can do it many times over, many days over for a few weeks over, leading to months. And when you can do something like that, you are well on your way to changing your life in powerful ways. And then six, motivate. You have to motivate yourself for the rewards of success. You know, and remember, we do know that motivation follows action. But, you know, breaking a habit is really 
it can be difficult. It's a challenge. So give yourself rewards. We've talked about that last podcast. Pat yourself on the back. Tell yourself what a great job you're doing, how far you've come. In fact, we understand now that empathy comes from a caring, listening person that can even be you looking in the mirror, telling yourself, I'm proud of you. You're doing well. You have, you are smashing it. You're awesome. And so even these small motivations can boost you and boost your confidence and continue driving you forward and making, reaching for that next high level watermark of saying, okay, I just did this for two months. I can increase it now a little bit. So focus on the progress you've made and not what you haven't done, but what you have done, because then you can defeat discouragement and you won't engage in negative self-talk and those feelings of negativity that went completely kind of move you into all or nothing thinking like, I can't do this instead of I'm, I am doing this and I'm going to keep learning to do it better and I'm growing in this. I don't do it super great yet, but I can, I'm evolving, I'm becoming. And so there, if you, if you make a mistake and you kind of relapse into something, you don't have to say, oh, forget it. See, I just proved it. I can't do it. It won't work. It never will. And then you've defeated yourself right away because you started out too big and you didn't motivate yourself to continue on. So those are some points on how to break that habit. And and like I I mentioned a moment ago, make sure you're not trying to do this on your own. If you do have these, these habits like emotional eating or alcohol addiction or food addiction or compulsive behaviors or, you know, those thinking habits that we talked about where you get into depression and, and negativity, you get into feeling like a victim. Don't try to do these things alone. You can join a support group that can really be beneficial for you. Like I said, you can, you can join a book group online where your anonymity is really protected. You can phone a friend Lots of things that you can do to make sure that you keep going. The the, encounter, the accountability that you get perhaps through meetings or meeting with someone regularly can really help you. And I guess it just depends on how serious is it, how critical for your success is it that, that you actually do change this habit and you meet that goal. You, if you, if you have given some considerable thought to the habit that's in your life that needs to change, and you say, you know what, if I don't change this habit, I'm not going to have my relationship, or I'm going to lose my kids, or I'm going to lose my job, or my health is really at risk. These are all incredibly important reasons for you to do this work, to break this habit. So I'm encouraging you today, you can do it. You are powerful. You can prepare for the slip up. You can reward your progress. You can remind yourself. You can meditate and observe the triggers and behaviors and understand yourself. These are all things that were are within your power of doing. So I encourage you today in there. That's what I've got for you. This is how you're going to break negative habits and start living the life that you deserve. Start living the life of your dreams. Start making progress. 
and getting those goals reached because you will become a different person when you start creating the life that you love and living the life that you love and loving the life that you live. So that's what I got for you today. I hope this is help, helpful to you. It's been helpful for me, actually. And so that's always good when you can just minister to yourself with your own words. I love that. All right, brave-hearted women, until we meet again, this is Dawn Damon, the brave-hearted mentor, saying, find your courage and live your brave. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.